G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. G'day and welcome to today's 2020 podcast. I'm Matt Gies and just a reminder, you can catch the full program every weekday on the Vision Radio Network in the east from 10am and in WA from 8 Mercy Ships has built up quite a reputation over the decades as a leading not-for-profit aid agency providing medical care of the highest quality, absolutely free of charge. Working predominantly in the Africa region, Mercy Ships is boosting the access to medical care and performing life-saving operations. Alan Burrell is the Managing Director of Mercy Ships Australia, and I spoke to him recently at their national head office in Caloundra in Queensland. I asked him to refresh our memories as to who Mercy Ships are and what they do and where. We generally work in the West African areas, uh, particularly where the countries are listed as perhaps the lowest in relation to the, the United Nations Human Development Index, so countries um, in that uh, Central and Western Africa region. Mercy Ships exists uh, essentially to provide that lack of medical care, uh, surgical care in those regions. We're currently in the uh, Republic of the Congo at uh, Point Noir, and uh, we'll be there for the next 10 months until the end of June. Most Ships Australia sends volunteers, surgeons, doctors, nurses, and other volunteers across to uh, perform uh, surgeries and medical care on board the hospital ship, the Africa Mercy. We also do field support as well, where we set up clinics and we do capacity building and um, those type of programs and educational programs as well to support um, not only the, the people that are poorest and needing these medical attention, However, we also support any physicians in the country. We, we provide training there and also for leaders, uh, church leaders, government leaders and uh, community leaders as well. Hopefully, at the end of day, helping them to be able to take over some of that support when we leave. With the role that uh, Mercy Ships is playing, can you paint us a picture as to what Mercy Ships is? We know it's a hospital ship, but... What makes Mercy Ships so unique of being a hospital ship? I, I guess knowing a little bit about what Mercy Ships does is helpful, but for me, a hospital ship, I still get the, the pictures of um, you know, your World War II era ships, a, a big freighter with a red cross on it, transporting wounded back to, uh, I guess, the home country and a major hospital. But that's not what you do anymore, is it? The, the way technology has changed. <laughs> that's exactly right. In fact, uh, on board the ship, uh, it, it is just like a hospital. It has uh, operating theatres and uh, wards and uh, the patients are screened uh, prior to coming on board the ship and then their operations are, are scheduled in over a 10-month period and, and they come. So on their operation day, they come. Some of the patients, of course, require other types of support, such as uh, feeding. So an infant might require feeding prior 
to uh, the, the operation. So they might uh, need to be in our prenatal feeding programs. They may require, after surgery, they may require therapy. So particularly uh, children that have uh, had orthopedic type surgery, they will require some type of therapy. So everything uh, that a, a smaller hospital has, those type of ser- services are generally available on our ship. Now, the other thing about Mercy Ships, as uh, a couple of other um, ship-based ministries, you're all volunteers, yeah? all the people who, who serve, whether they be doctors or nurses or GPs or surgeons, it doesn't matter what sort of uh, medical professional you are working in this hospital environment, they're all volunteers? Yeah, that's actually the unique part, I think, also about Mercy Ships is not only do we bring the hospital to the country, but we also have volunteers that are incredible. They pay for their own way across, they pay for their own airfares, um, and when they get there, then they pay for board and keep uh, whilst they're on board the ship. So in that way, any monies that um, people donate within Australia, they go a long way because uh, volunteers are not only volunteers, they volunteer their time, but they also donate money as well. That's the amazing thing about our volunteers. So working on a voluntary basis, um, how does Mercy Ships then provide that support? Now, you just said that part of it is the volunteers are, are raising money, obviously, um, Mercy Ships Australia is, is constantly looking at donations to keep the hospital running. How does it work on the ground, though? Is it uh, asked to, to pay what you can pay for those that come for medical treatment? No, it's all uh, completely free. So Mercy Ships doesn't charge any money whatsoever for any of the services they provide there, whether it be on the ship or in our field-based clinics. Uh, they're all completely free. And uh, so are our capacity building training programs, etc. They are all free as well. So that's uh, part of our role is to raise funds to ensure that they, those services and that care is, is freely given. When you say capacity builders, uh, can you explain that a little bit more for it? You, know, you, you said you go out into the regions of uh, particularly Africa, for example, in this case, setting up little clinics, setting up capacity builders. What are capacity builders and what sort of clinics are they that you're running? Mm, That's good. The capacity building uh, for us uh, stems from a belief that the founder Don Stevens had many years ago, which which was to leave a country better than it was when we came or to leave the community uh, enabled to be caring for their own. So we provide uh, clinics and such as op- ophthalmology clinics, dental clinics, medical clinics. Uh, we provide education in HIV, AIDS and, uh, and uh, nutrition and uh, other uh, medical and uh, other health issues. Plus we also provide, for instance, agricultural programs, food for life programs. And uh, we actually go in and build buildings. We also go in and um, refurbish um, medical and uh, other buildings, even refurbish and assist with churches as well. That's the type of capacity building that we're involved in and training up leaders and training leaders to train other leaders as well. One of our ophthalmology trainers uh, trained up an ophthalmologist in Guinea and this particular ophthalmologist was able to perform 200 surgeries per year prior to training. After training now, he is able to perform 200 
per month. And he's not only able to do that, but he's also able to train up other ophthalmologists uh, in his own country. So training the trainer is also part of this capacity building as well. Now, that, that strikes me as a little bit different to what most healthcare organisations are doing. You know, um, many different healthcare organisations are doing what they can. They're, they're trying to make a difference through the medical way, but it sounds like you're taking that one step further. Is that something that you think makes Mercy Ships just that little bit different? Yes, I, I think so. The, the uniqueness of Mercy Ships in their capacity building is... Uh, I think a key part. So it's uh, the uniqueness in capacity building, the uniqueness in the fact that we do have a ship and the ship is a secure, safe environment. So if, if anything occurred uh, within a country, we have a ship and we can just pull offshore until conditions were right again. And of course, the third unique thing is the fact that we've got these incredible volunteers paying for their own way and paying for their own keep on board the ship. So I think that's probably the three unique things that we have there. So, And over the last 35 years that we've been running, uh, we've been able to support 2.4 million people now, and it's an absolute incredible work that was started. Now, Mercy Ships is also a Christian charity. Now, explain to us a little bit about how does the Christian faith of, I guess, the upper echelons of who Mercy Ships are translate down into the volunteers and then be... I guess, explain to those that are coming seeking treatment? Because obviously the, the first response here is you're looking at being a professional medical organisation, mm. but also at the same time understanding that you are a faith-based organisation. Yeah. How do you marry the two together? Yeah, it's actually a good point really because uh, the leaders of the organisation, the founder of the organisation, uh, was uh, originally with YWAM many years ago, so Don Stevens. Uh, and um, he... Uh, had the vision to uh, begin Mercy Ships and of course now some 35 years later we see that we have incredible Christian volunteers going out uh, into the African region and love in action uh, modeling that 2,000 year old model of Jesus and when they are providing these uh, surgeries and this medical assistance people ask why? Why? Why have you come? Why do you provide these services? And then that allows us then to be able to speak into their lives uh, in such a powerful way. Life on board is very Christian. <laughs> there is prayers, daily prayers, and uh, and prayers before operations, and uh, and uh, the volunteers as well also go out and support um, uh, in their own time. Uh, so not only are they working on board uh, the ship in their medical capacity and other capacity, but also they volunteer their time uh, to go and uh, support uh, the work of various local churches as well. And what sort of activities does that involve? I mean, like, I can't really see a, a surgeon getting out with a local church and doing a re-roofing project because, <laughs> you know, that, not so much to take away from what the surgeon is, but more to the point that, you know, he, he or she is there for a particular purpose using their amazing skills and technical ability to go and do something like that where I guess would be detrimental to being a surgeon. So how, how do they go about that? How do they, I guess, be involved with what local churches are doing? Yeah, so I think outreach is perhaps a, a good part of what they do. Outreach into the communities, so it's uh, the, the ability to uh, go and support uh, any of the outreach 
ministries that are occurring there. And I think also some of the first-hand uh, stories have come back to me from a number of the, the volunteers is they've been able to go and share virtually their faith uh, with other uh, with with local people and do that in and through the local churches. So I think it's a um, not a planned program, but uh, it certainly is one where all of the volunteers generally do get involved in assisting some of the work of of the local churches, and it's generally through outreaches and and sharing their faith and uh, and speaking and um, and doing practical things like that rather than putting new roofs on. <laughs> However, we do have uh, volunteers that uh, are carpenters and volunteers that are electricians and uh, those type of uh, skilled tradespeople and those type of uh, people do certainly go out and they help build uh, and refurbish churches, yes. Now, the Africa region is not one that is uh, calm and peaceful at all times, and it's mm. also not one that is predominantly Christian. Mm. Being a Christian organisation coming into these areas, what sort of uh, issues has Mercy Ships had to overcome to be able to do what they do so successfully? Mm. That's actually a good point, uh, because um, we've just left Guinea, for instance. We spent 10 months in Guinea. One of the issues there is is the Christian content of the country is so small. So the Muslim population there is quite large. It's, um, I think, over, over 90%. So um, there are certain things that we can and can't do there. A little bit different in the Republic of the Congo where we are currently. There's a higher Christian content there. So there are certain restrictions placed upon us uh, depending on the country that we're going into things we can say, things we can't say. However, with our model of, of uh, uh, demonstrating our love in this very practical way of providing this, this healing and medical services, that, that opens up the door for us to be able to share uh, the, you know, the love of Christ in that, in that, in that way, very practical way. And you're not alone in that. There are other Christian organisations that are doing that sort of outreach, providing that sort of medical, practical support is there opportunity then for Mercy Ships to join with people uh, of the same Christian faith, the, the same sort of ideals, to work together? You know, so it's not just, you know, we're not just operating in a vacuum. We're not looking at, well, this is my church, this is what I do. Mm. Does Mercy Ships work with uh, some of the other different Christian aid organisations around the world? Yes, we certainly do indeed. And uh, I know uh, we've been able to link up with with not only local churches but also other, other aid groups Um Christian aid groups as well as um, non-Christian and also governmental aid groups. So when we go in, we work with um, various partners to get the outcomes that uh, we're looking for. So not only the medical outcomes, but also that capacity building and uh, and um, and other outcomes. So who would you say some of the agencies, for example, the ones that we might be familiar with that uh, Mercy Ships has been able to partner with and I guess, mutual support there for each other's ministries. Yeah. Uh, for instance, YWAM is one that we've been able to work with. A number of the outcomes that we've seen over the years we're in working with YWAM have been the gospel message going out and being shared to uh, many people and, and quite a number of decisions coming back from those uh, ministries. And when it comes to encouraging people in their faith and, and I guess, um, evangelizing to people through new the practical work that Mercy Ships are doing, but also in that sharing of the faith. 
Um, what sort of access do you have to be able to offer Bibles or gospel tracts to people that are searching? That's a good point, actually. Um, certainly not enough. And I've had one particular group in the last week, actually, that's looking to support us in that very practical way with uh, with materials, with Bible materials and, uh, and other, other materials. We also have to look um, at the language as well because, um, for instance, in... in the Republic of Congo, Point Noir. Um, we have to look at the languages that are spoken there, French and French, and uh, and uh, other local other local languages. So, when we're looking at those materials, um, we have to be looking at them in in a language format that will suit. Now, I guess these days uh, a hospital runs on medical personnel, but it also runs on support staff, whether it be allied health professionals, whether it be, as you said before, you've got volunteers coming in and helping out in communities that are qualified tradespeople like carpenters, electricians, plumbers. And right now, the Mercy Ships being based in the Congo is actually a little bit of uh, desperate need for some of these medical and non-medical professionals. Can you give us a little bit of understanding of why and what sort of professions you're actually looking for at the moment? Yes, I think particularly over the Christmas break, uh, that uh, December, January period is, is the period that we're really desperately looking for um, medical people and allied medical people, nursing staff um, in particular, um, or even looking for a hospital physician, particularly um, the nursing staff and dentists and dentist, dental assistants will be providing over 20,000 uh, dental procedures over the next 10 months. So. Dentists are a big part of what we do as well. Also, uh, as you were saying, they're plumbers and mechanical fitters and electricians, even um, you know, housekeepers and cooks and receptionists, um, dining room staff, even very basic uh, um, uh, positions such as those. Because people say often say, oh, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a nurse, uh, therefore um, you know, I can't go. But we have these very basic uh, positions, and if they look on uh, mercyships.org.au, then uh, that will help them. There's a volunteer link um, that they'll be able to click on and, and find more um, more uh, 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 positions and more uh, information about volunteering. I suppose that's the thing, isn't it? Um, you know, a, a hospital runs on people and. People run on sustenance like food and sleep and they need somewhere to eat, they need somewhere to sleep, they need food to eat, they need a bed to sleep in and and it's a ship, it's not just a a building, you're actually operating a a running, working ship that needs power to run the hospital. Exactly right and uh, it's uh, more than that also because it's home for the staff, so the, the staff live there, so they have school. For kids, so if, if they have children, then they'll be they'll be going to school during the day, and mum and dad will be at work, and so uh, so all their meals are there. Uh, the African Mercy uh, start, um, kitchen staff they make two thousand meals a day, so it's, it's quite a busy kitchen. Um, so uh, we have post office and, and the shop, and uh, and uh, obviously um, engineers working on the engine because. Uh, they keep the uh, the engines running, uh, particularly the generators running, should I say, to keep electricity going um, because it's very self-contained. Uh, and uh, yes, there are electricians and security people and uh, reception people to receive patients as they're coming. And um, <clears throat> there are 
vehicles that uh, need maintaining and uh, there are every day the vehicles go out um, to outreach into the villages for um, uh, to support and to look for uh, those that are that are unable to get down to the ship but desperately need that type of medical care so um, yeah so all those type of uh, personnel are required and uh, and have to be housed and fed and and kept on board the ship yeah well Alan, just finally uh, mercy ships into the future what are some of the things that mercy ships are looking at not just in the short term as you, mm. you know, work through your current mission in the congo until june next year but mm. further than that what are some of the things that mercy ships have got on the horizon that uh, you're really excited about and and are hoping people will be able to share that vision mm, thanks um We've got uh, as uh, we've got the African Mercy now, uh, and that's uh, sixteen thousand six hundred tons, and uh, so that's a large. It's the world's largest independent hospital ship, but uh, it's got about twenty more years life in that ship. But um, we're also now uh, in the stages of preparing for another ship, and we're raising funds to for this uh, second ship which will operate in the same regions helping again the poorest poorest nations there in, in that western africa central africa areas but this new ship um, and it, it it will be 36600 tons it'll be purpose built uh, stena uh, have uh, undertaken the drawings for us it will be built in uh, china in the republic of china are uh, actually going to subsidize some of the ship build for us but uh, we're looking at uh, around 150 million which includes the hospital fit out uh, on board the ship and um, uh, we've raised about 53 million so far so we've got um, about 90 something million left to raise now so uh, th we're really excited about that. That particular ship will have a thousand men um, capacity alongside, and uh, over the next uh, 35 years of its life, that will provide services to more than 4.2 million people. Um, and so we're really excited about that. Um, the second thing we are currently uh, uh, is uh, in planning as well is a barge that will go up the Congo and that barge will be uh, again a hospital barge and it will have a fairly low draft so that it can go a long way up. The draft will only be about uh, 0.9 of a metre so it will go, uh, we'll be able to go a long way up the Congo so um, that's the second thing that we're currently uh, really excited about and, uh, and it, it will have an enormous impact uh, as well. Mercy Ships is, is more than what meets the eye. It's more than just the hospital mm. ship. There's a lot more to it than that. And mm. it's really fascinating to hear some more of the, um, the behind-the-scenes story as to what you're doing and how you're doing it and um, providing that medical care in Christ's name. Alan, thanks so much for sharing with us. And um, we'll put the link to uh, the Mercy Ships Australian website up on ours at vision.org.au. Thanks very much, Matt. Appreciate that. And uh, the website, yes, merseyships.org.au, where they can volunteer and they can also donate. So thank you very much.
Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.